everyone, this is Katie, and I'm here today to talk about some of the hottest topics in pop culture this week in a show I like to call Son of a Beach. Once upon a time, the world was healing when Selena Gomez and Hailey Bieber reconciled back in November last year, but recently, drama has now erupted and is blowing up all over social media. The tea is real. I got a story for you. According to Page Six, in January 2023, Hailey posted a video with her fellow supermodel pals, Kendall Jenner and Justin Skye. The clip featured trending audio, obviously for social media, which the trio mouthed. I'm not saying she deserved it, but God timing is always right. Of course, Selenators, fans of Gomez, started digging and started to think the video was about her based on body shaming comments made about Gomez in the prior weeks. Following the debacle, Haley ultimately deleted the video after the commentary became so widespread, noting that she never makes comments on this type of thing, but clarified that the since-deleted post was a random TikTok sound for fun. It's not directed at anyone, she said. In February, Gomez commented on a fan's reaction video of the incident, commenting, It's okay. I don't let these things get me down. Be nice to everyone. This is only half of it, you guys. Adding flames to the fire, Gomez recently posted it on her TikTok and confessed how she had accidentally over-laminated her eyebrows. Following that, Kylie Jenner posted a photo of herself with the caption, this was an incident, question mark, question mark, question mark, over her brows, and then also shared a picture of her friend Hailey Bieber's brows. Kylie then clarified after Twitter blew up with many slamming Kylie and Hailey for being unnecessarily mean to Gomez, stating, This is reaching no shades towards Selena ever, and I didn't see her eyebrow posts. You guys are making something out of nothing. This is silly. Selena also wrote back directly under her comment, Agreed, Kylie. It's all unnecessary. I'm a fan of Kylie. Also, Gomez defended her pal, Taylor Swift, in February when a clip resurfaced on TikTok appearing to show Hailey Bieber throwing shade at Swift while on show Lip Sync Battles back in 2017. Coming to her defense, Selena stated, So sorry my best friend is and continues to be one of the best in the game. Since the drama has surfaced to mainstream media, Gomez has taken a social media break. She says, I'm going to be taking a second from social media because this is a little silly and I'm 30. I'm too old for this. And on that note, I agree. These celebrities are way too old for this. This has been going on for at least a decade. This debacle between Selena and Haley, like, let it go. And I'm starting to believe that narrative that Haley Bieber is mean. I don't see her as that type of person, but with these actions, it's kind of, you know, foreshadowing that she may be that type of person. It's been going way too long. You guys know, if you guys listen to Son of a Beach, that we were talking about Selena Gomez and Hailey Bieber all last season. All this started over a man, guys. It's only Justin Bieber. And look where we are now. It's not even about him anymore. It's about drama, about eyebrows. Selena Gomez couldn't even, like, post it about her eyebrows without, like, people judging. And Kylie has nothing to do with this. I don't know if she's trying to drag her way into this, but mind your own business. At first, I wasn't thinking much of it, but the fact that she posted brows of Haley's is not right. 
One thing I do have to say about Selena, I know she often takes a break from social media. However, girl, you need to start speaking up for yourself. You can't let these people walk over you like that. Over the years, I grew to love Selena Gomez. I'm not like the biggest fan of her music, but as a person, she's very genuine. And I've said this before and I always will. She's very genuine. Not saying that the others are not. But with all the stuff that she's dealing with, with mental health, lupus, and different things like that, I commend her for being this strong to this day. Being in that Disney eye and growing up to be such a businesswoman, actress, entrepreneur, TV personality, like all of those things. I know she doesn't take it lightly as obviously Jenner, she takes her business heavily and that's why they all have successful businesses. But this needs to squash. It's 2023. I'm over this. I just need one of them to like publicly just straight up say if you're talking about who and who it is. All these shady posts, things like that. Just say who you're talking about. Haley, just own up to it. If you want to talk about Selena Gomez, that's you. Freedom of speech. Also, I want Selena to be more like strong. I want her to be more confident, if that makes sense. And there was no need for that comment about Taylor Swift to happen in the first place because you know Selena's about to back her up. They're besties. Selena and Taylor are besties. So you know what's about to happen. <sighs> what a timeline, you guys. And I feel like this is not even like everything. It's just going to continue, continue, continue until somebody publicly says something and or deals with it. I feel like the social clicks of Hollywood kind of repeat itself. This is like the new click situations of our time. I feel like the early 2000s, like Lindsay Lohan, Paris Hilton, Raven Simone, Hilary Duff, those are like our first generation or like, you know, our first pop culture queens and icons. And this is kind of like our, our new generation type of, this is what we're dealing with. Why can't they be like Bella Hadid and mind her business? Like, <laughs> that's why I love Bella Hadid and like the Hadid sisters. Like they just mind their business. I don't know. This is not going to be everything. I feel like this is going to be something. Something is brewing right now in the Selena Gomez household. I don't know what it is. I feel like she's been too nice. She needs to speak up or something. I'm not trying to say Haley Bieber is a bad person, but with all of this going on, girl, get it together. Like, it's not even about Justin Bieber anymore, like I said. It's just ongoing drama. You don't need your friends to help back you up either. Like, handle your own situation, babe. It's going to be ongoing, guys, so it's going to be a good one. Streaming live for the first time on Netflix's YouTube channel, the SAG Awards took place on Sunday, and some of the biggest stars in television and film were in attendance. Everything Everywhere All at Once won big, earning Best Ensemble, and big wins were in store for Michelle Yeoh, who is the first Asian woman to win in that category. Jamie Lee Curtis and Ke Hui Kwan, who became the first Asian actor to win the Supporting Actor category. Actor Brendan Fraser won Best Lead Actor for his role for The Whale. Abbott Elementary was named Best Comedy Series Ensemble, while The White Lotus cast won the award for Best TV Drama Series Ensemble. All of the people that I wanted to win won. I love Abbott Elementary. Quinta Brunson is such a genius. Quick story, before I wanted to become like a journalist, I kind of researched people that look like me and before getting to this field, because I want to bring more representation. Quinta, when she was in BuzzFeed, she was definitely a role model. And I'm like forever thankful. And look at her now. Like she produces, directs, 
she writes like come on like a, a triple threat and she's beautiful that's why I'm so excited about the historic wins, especially for everything, everywhere, all at once. Michelle Yo, the first Asian woman. It's bittersweet because you want to root for this win, but why did it take so long for an Asian woman or man to win those leading roles? We need more representation and more inclusiveness in this industry. It's starting to show, but we need more. And I feel like that was the biggest message in the awards ceremony with the different winners, their speech. And I'm really happy about Brendan Fraser also winning. He deserves it. And I hope the same winners of this week at the SAG Awards are the same winners for the Oscars because we just need more representation. And the White Lotus cast won, obviously, for TV drama series ensemble. Jennifer Coolidge is so awesome. Like, I'm rooting for her until the end. The SAG Awards, I kind of like the online route that it's going this year. It was a first for Netflix to host it on their YouTube channel. I feel like streaming is the future for award ceremonies, to be honest, rather than just hosting it on a network. But that's my opinion. However, I'm excited. This is award season, guys. And whew, I love it. It's just something exciting, like just guessing who you want to win. And there's been more inclusiveness. And I'm happy about that. And hopefully they can continue, not just as SAGs. But at, you know, the Oscars, at Golden Globes, at BAFTA, different festivals, different award shows. Speaking of awards, Golden Globe and Emmy Award winning actress Zendaya has made a name for herself not only in fashion, but for her versatile acting skills in film and television shows, specifically in her star role as Rue in HBO hit show Euphoria. With season three in plans to begin filming in the summer, the star is making big bucks. Come on now. According to LA Times, Zendaya has negotiated a new deal with HBO that will make her one of the highest paid television actors in Hollywood and maybe the youngest to land such a deal. She is expected to bank in about $1 million per episode this season, you guys. Come on girl boss what's up Zendaya is that girl she's her okay she deserves this and lately social media some people are against her making this much but you gotta understand she is euphoria okay like she just gives out raw emotion that just passion when she acts in this role as Rue like she was made for this role and I don't care what no one says like she deserves this and honestly it shouldn't even be about one million. It should just be a million dollars or even more per episode. This is nothing compared to like child actresses. I know when iCarly was a thing, Miranda Cosgrove was getting like about this much per episode and, you know, well-deserved as well. But if you're putting in the work, you deserve the big bucks, period. And that's all I got to say about that. Girls in her bag, as she should. I'm trying to be like her. Um, well done, Zadea, and I'm so excited for Euphoria. Season 3 seems like it's finally coming together to start filming in the summer. Oh my gosh, we got so much unfinished business with Fez, Lexi, Maddie, whew, Nate with this problematic self. Oh man, it's going to be a great season. But let's take a break and catch up with Renzo as he gives us an update on the latest music. What's up, Renzo? Hey everyone and welcome back. 
This is Renzo, and you're tuned in to Soundwaves, where we dive into everything music and showcase a few of the newest tracks and albums you should definitely check out. So, let's get started. The Gorillas have finally released their highly teased album, Cracker Island. New music was first teased back in June through the title track for the album featuring musician and bassist Thundercat. The Gorillas continued to release singles throughout the year, adding up to six in total before the album's release last week. At first, I felt they had released too much of the album, with there only being 10 tracks in total. However, Deluxe Edition, which was released Monday, added up to a total of 15 tracks. All in all, I consider any new music from the Gorillas a considerable win, as the band has been going strong for 20 years now. Featured artists on the album include Tame Impala, Beck, Stevie Nicks, and Bad Bunny. Houston rapper Don Tolliver has been making waves in hip-hop following the release of his newest album, Lovesick. Ever since signing with Travis Scott's music label Cactus Jack Records, Don Tolliver has consistently been putting out albums every year. With already three studio albums under Cactus Jack Records, it's safe to say Don Tolliver is thriving. With that being said, this album is such a powerful step in the right direction that I think it's worth even digging into some of the tracks worth highlighting. Don Tolliver paired up with English musician and record producer James Blake brings an interesting mix. Through melodic and trance-like ambience, James Blake navigates his feature on the album with grace. Don Tolliver and James Blake prove to pair well with each other when given the right beat in space. The track is titled, Let Her Go. Don Tolliver sneaks in a Glorilla verse with the track Leave the Club. Lil Dirk presents himself as the main feature on the track, and although Glorilla is titled as featured, her verse is left towards the end of the song. With this positioning, the track can keep that steady sound Don Tolliver is known for while giving Glorilla a closing spotlight. Better right pull my rose and I'm about to leave the section. Send me in five hours, I let the glow in extra. Speed down the highways, looking kind of reckless. One hand on that wheel, one hand on that tape. Where you with, you got to meet us before you miss out. Don Tolliver empowered a great, smooth, funky track with greatness by featuring R&B icon Charlie Wilson. Charlie Wilson is known for some of his R&B hits like You Are, There Goes My Baby, and Charlie, last name Wilson. This track, titled If I Had, changes pace to a much slower tempo which Don Tolliver has proven himself to be well acquainted with by mentioning another previously discussed artist on Soundwaves, SZA. I feel SZA inspired Don Tolliver to step out of his comfort zone and in turn influenced him to work with more R&B influences in his music. If I Had, featuring Charlie Wilson, delivers an endearing love letter through a funky R&B-inspired instrumental. is another Don Tolliver track we can always expect to see on his albums. With a feature from modern-day influential Nigerian singer Wizkid, Slow Motion is just a pleasant song to listen to that keeps you looped through the whole trip. Just wanna go dancing, dancing. baby tell me what you're hoping.
close off our highlighted tracks for Don Toliver's album Lovesick, we have the song Private Landing. The Best for Last deserves its placeholder with a catchy instrumental and features from artists Future and Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber previously linked up with Don Toliver back in 2021 for another track for Skrillex's newly released album Don't Get Too Close. Future's verse lends a helping hand before transitioning to Justin Bieber's feature which I believe matches the album's tone as a whole. This is Private Landing. I guess I'm spinning, double cup I'm leaning. Southwest Addictions. Guess I'm spinning, double cup I'm leaning. Need you to lean in. She wanna come this way, hit it up, Mike, go away. Hit it up, Mike, wait, wait. She wanna ride my way, she wanna come this way, she wanna. That about does it for me this week. Definitely make sure to check out some of these songs. I want to thank the Daily 49er for this platform. Be sure to follow us on our socials at Daily49er. Thank you all for listening, and I'll catch you all next time on Soundwaves. Thank you, Renzo. Singer The Weeknd recently released a remix to his hit Die For You on February 24th and collaborated with superstar Ariana Grande for the new rendition of the chart-topping single this is the duo's fourth collaboration following hits like Love Me Harder and Save Your Tears. The remix ranked number six on Billboard Top 100 chart and is expected to rank in the top 10 within the next week. Okay. I love the remix so much. Not that it even needed a remix because Die Free is just that song. You get me? Oh, man. I love that song so much. but. Ariana's like honey vocals just the angelic vibe that was just going on and how their voices just melt together every time guys every single time they collaborate you just know it's just like they give the chemistry of partners if they were partners but for music music husband and wife if that makes sense their vocals make so much sense together with his falsettos the weekend's falsettos and her just their harmony is just perfect, and this remix of Die For You is so good. So good. And it's I'm so happy to see Ariana just hop back in the music industry. I know she's preparing for her Broadway musical, I believe for Wicked, which she's starring in. And I know they're preparing in London, which is a big deal. She's been gone for a while, so her coming back in the studio to release this remix with The Weeknd, wow. I'm so in love with it, and I hope it does rank higher than what it did this week. Before I go, I want to show my gratitude to everyone at The Daily 49er for giving me the platform to share pop culture news and everything in between on a bigger scale. Lastly, I just want to say thank you for listening. This has been Katie here. See you next time on Son of a Beach.